Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, all right. It is Thursday, January 20th. Excited for today. I'm always excited for the radio show. Um, concerned grandparent Julie Sheldon is in and is going to talk about uh, her experiences over the last few months with LPS and uh, some of the books in the library and just the general, uh, you know, ideas that are sitting about literally on the bookshelves at LPS. Um, we have made a little bit of a policy change here on the battleship that is Drive Time Lincoln. Yes, sir. I, yeah, I am still detainee 3101, otherwise known as Commander Jack Riggins, host of Drive Time Lincoln, and still producing the show. My trusted ally and mate is detainee 722. It is, after much debate, day 149 of the mask siege in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yep. And you say, why, Commander, why do... You, you were talking about Charlie and Bravo, and I, you know what? As a typical commander, I was overthinking it. I was overcomplicating the different phases of mask mandates, kind of throwing out the first one, because nobody knew anything about COVID, and I think we were all kind of accepting. But uh, by the time we got to what I would have called Bravo, but I started with just the zero-zero count, uh, in August, we started the count. And... Maybe I was a little hopeful uh, when we took the break, but then I went back and a lot of the crew directed me once again to the website to look at the mandate, and the mandate, of course, is a copy-paste of the last mandate, which really means the mandate never ended. (laughs) They just said, oh, hey, let's just go away from it, which, again, there was no real reason to go away from it based on their metrics. You know I don't think it works, But but they did. I will say it was quite clear when they took away the mask mandate this last time that they still put too much of an emphasis on strongly recommending to still wear masks as we were doing the previous 121 days. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like, I don't know, let's just go away from it and then boom, it it came back. Either way, I think the people get it. Listen, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Uh, The mandates don't work. There's lots of data to support that. Um, and I'm not even talking about mask data. I'm just talking about mandates for masks. You know, we have Sandhills Global um, writing in, doing their analysis. Um, so it's just a house of cards. But whatever. You know what? I'm going to keep the, the, the actual count going. We're on 149. Interesting enough, locally here, um, <laughs> Adam Moorfeld, who some of you would know, some of you would support and follow, is running for... Uh, the county attorney and as of today a press release went out by the nebraska gop and the lancaster county republican party uh and a letter to david shively the election commissioner and it appears that mr moorfield is not actually qualified to run for that position based on the fact he hasn't actually practiced law per the requirement of doing it for two years, as it's laid out in state statute. So that's pretty interesting to have a candidate who's running for such an important position and come to find out he doesn't actually meet the criteria in the law. So you know, Lincoln and Lancaster County, that is going to continue 
to go down uh, this path. It'll be interesting to see uh, what the election commissioner, David Shively, does with that information. I have the letter. The press releases went out. Um, hey, it is what it is, folks. You've got to be qualified for the office. And if you're not, uh, don't pretend you are. And maybe be smart enough if you're going to run for county attorney to make sure you meet the qualifications. So more to follow on that one, without a doubt. And then, of course, I mean, right before we get to LPS, <laughs> I mean, this, this Joe Biden presidency is just a disaster. And I want you to remember that not only is his press conference a disaster, he pretty much invited the Russians to go ahead and invade Ukraine. I've never seen any president in my lifetime be so soft, uh, so unable to project confidence and uh, power to our allies and to our enemies, let alone gain the confidence of the American people. So that candidacy is just a disaster. There's no doubt about it. It's sad, too. It's sad. I'm an American. I want us to be successful. Uh, but I also want you to remember here locally that you know we have a very Democrat-controlled county right now. And just like Joe Biden, they're trying to push a lot of things down our throats. Whether you're paying attention or you're not paying attention, you know that's what I'm here to help us see. And you know this Adam Moorfield thing is no different. Oh, well, you know, we've got control of, you know, the executive branch. We've got control of all the councils, the commissions, the school board. Oh, you know, we want Adam to be the county attorney. Well, it appears Adam isn't even qualified. Well, you know, we can do whatever we want. So it just kind of follows suit from Washington on down to Lincoln, Nebraska. It really does. Kind of makes me sick. And unfortunately, I'd love to bring you great news. But the topic today is also probably going to make you just go, what? Or maybe Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, or maybe, how can this be? Uh, without, With that, Julie, thank you for coming on Drive Time Lincoln. Thanks for having me. Oh boy, where do we start? Uh, you're a concerned grandparent. You kind of are always paying attention to LPS. I know you're very active in uh, staying educated and participating as a grandparent or any parent can do uh, with the board and what goes on in school. Um, so this isn't just a one day I woke up. I mean, you've been watching and what you've done is you've kind of looked at the materials and without a doubt, I have more documents than I can shake a stick at. You have followed the LPS procedures to a T to discuss this and try to get resolution on some materials that kids have access to. Exactly. And you're not, I mean, obviously, you don't, at this point, you don't have the results that you were hoping for with some of the books or the key book. So why don't you take me back to kind of the beginning and where you started to get concerned about this and then as you discovered what you discovered? Um, I would say like most parents, grandparents, um, I really wasn't aware of what was going on in LPS schools. Um, I would say I first became aware with the sex education standards with the state school board, met some wonderful ladies, and they invited me to a school board meeting, and then it was just... Game on from there. I haven't missed a LPS school board meeting since uh, the last meeting in July, which is 11 straight. And so they're really getting used to seeing me. And I don't know that that's a good thing. Sometimes I'm sure they wish I wasn't there. 
Um, but so if we've all been watching the national news, we saw with Loudoun County and some of these other schools, some of these books that were coming out that parents mm-hmm. were discovering. So I uh, spent a lot of time on LPS's website. So uh, I used my good old college research skills from political science program to, uh, to, to go through their website and see what was on there. Um, and I did find, you know, some interesting, interesting things about their, their books. And it's all out there. You just have to look for it. It's not always, it's not the easiest thing to find. They don't put it on the front page of their website often, um, what the books are. Mm-hmm. But they do have a collection of multicultural books, which we can all agree in theory is a good idea. Our kids should be learning about other cultures, um, other parts of the world. That was probably one of my favorite things learning about growing up. But they've um, they've added some new categories and some new books um, and things that uh, a lot of us conservative Christian, just regular Nebraskans don't want our kids to be taught mm-hmm. or want it's something that we would teach them ourselves. Um, so I did find this particular book called Not My Idea, a book about whiteness. And that's by written and illustrated by Anastasia Higginbotham. Usually, all you have to do is read the title um, for a lot of people to uh, to kind of see what a preview of what this book is going to to bring. Right. Um, it's it's actually a pretty scary book. Um, it's on their anti racist uh, bookshelf, which is is on their website. You can get to it. Um, but I have to tell you, there's some really scary stuff in here. Um, I'll read you a page or two. Whiteness is a bad deal. It always was. Contract binding you to whiteness. You get stolen land, stolen riches, stolen favors. And whiteness gets to mess endlessly with the lives of your friends, neighbors, loved ones, and all fellow humans of color for the purpose of profit. Your soul, sign below. Land, riches, and favors may be revoked at any time for any reason. And this illustration has a $20 bill and a uh, some fire a picture of a devil's tail and on the page before that in a little caption box it says dude we can see your pointy tail um i don't know about you but uh the symbolism between whiteness and the devil is it's not something i want um kids to learn about uh, my grandson is is half black so i i kind of see it from from both sides. Now let, let's be clear. This is in grade range. This is in the elementary schools, kindergarten through five. That's right. So it's it's K through five, folks. And you know, one of the things is okay. Taxpayers' dollar, culture. I want you to you know follow here. Everybody. I don't know a single person that isn't about multicultural and learning about cultures. Okay, there's a difference between learning about cultures and creating words and symbolism that are against certain cultures. As we're all trying to come together, right, and be Americans and to be accepting, right, there are things that are inflammatory and they're really hard, I think, to justify, but in this case, LPS has. Now, one of the things you mentioned is... If you think about a K through five child, right? Pictures, um, the ability to process context is difficult because they're young. So when you see that, right, the context part of it is gone. 
it's just devil, white people steal, white people do this. I, I, I'm disgusted. I don't even like saying that because I don't even like color categorizing people. Right, people are just people. I judge you based on our interaction and and how we uh, meet and what we do. Um, yes, I realize we have different colored skin, but to me, as I dug through not my idea and I see this, it's frustrating because I would say that book is against everything that we're all trying to do about bringing people together. I could go so far as to say it's an attack on white people. I mean, you can't deny that. You can change wording around. Okay, so you probably have a similar thought pattern that I did about it, but maybe shocked a little bit. And so you start the process of trying to dig into this. Yeah. Um, well, I also, the book has a lot of um, anti-police uh, mm-hmm. sentiment in there. It starts with a uh, hands up of a black person and a, and a gun being pointed at this person. And it's, it's a shooting of a black person by the police. Um, there's no context at all in this. And so to me, it was like, it's, it's, about, it's about race and it's about making it look as though Black people are targeted by the police. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my first uh, step was I talked to um, the library because this particular book is in my grandson's library. It's there. I went to the library, pulled it out on the shelf, took a picture. It's not segregated. It's just on the shelf for any kid to, to check out. Um, I started with the, the librarian at that school because the librarians are the ones that order the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was really nice until I told her my goal was to get this book removed. And then I was quickly tossed off to the head of library services. Um, so I, I called her and, uh, she told me that I had, there was a form to fill out and, um, I had scoured the website, couldn't find a form, couldn't find any information on this. Um, so they, they basically referred me over to Matt Larson, the associate um, superintendent for instruction, to call his office. Well, he was out of town, so it was a little bit of a struggle to get that. Um, at first, it was made like I was going to have to go there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I got a hold of his secretary, she emailed me the form. Um, I filled it out, but I filled it out in kind of a hurry because I wanted to talk about this at the LPS school board meeting. Sure, sure. So I brought it with me and I made a packet for all of the um, the members of the school board. And I included some of their, you know, I filled out all the information they asked about the book. And then I included some extra information that I had found on their website. You know, did a little research. And um, their policy on multicultural education is that they, they're looking to challenge and eliminate racism, prejudice, bigotry, discrimination, and stereotyping based on race. And um, that they want all students to have opportunities to see themselves in educational environment in positive ways. So how I looked at the trying to get this book removed was that this is obviously everything they just said they were trying to get rid of. It's stereotyping that white people mm-hmm. are bad, um, that we're somehow responsible for oppressing black people for 400 years. Um and obviously, little kids are not going to see themselves in a positive manner. I mean, for a little white kid, you know, that's a lot of weight to put on the shoulders of a white kid, little kid, you know. And what about my grandson who's part black? I mean, so now we're telling him that his white, his mom and his grandma who are white may have been right. oppressing his dad and his grandpa for 
400 years, his family for 400 years. And, I mean, it's there. It's just so, I don't know how they can defend it. Um, so I turned that to the school board, and someone turned it into Matt Larson's office. So I got the standard letter, hey, we got this. Next step in the process is we're going to form a committee to review this, and then they'll make their recommendations and go to Matt. The final decision would be made by Matt Larson. Yeah, and, and again, we're talking about this book, and there's... There's many books that could, you know, be debated. What's interesting about Not My Idea, and I encourage all parents to go out there and, and you know, if you look it up on the internet, you're going to be able to find, you know, different reviews, is that it kind of captures all of what maybe goes on over the last couple of years with, I'll call it wokeism, um, anti-police, right? Police are racist and targeting minorities, anti-white anti-capitalism, anti-America, all wrapped up in short clippets of which we read a little bit, but also pictures and symbolism. What's interesting, and, and you know, we'll get to break and we'll keep you on because we'll keep walking through this process, is, yeah, I've had many parents uh, provide me information to the show, and there is a boilerplate answer once you get through the process of filling it out. But what I find interesting when I look at the justifications from LPS is they'll say, while the book is not developmentally appropriate for elementary students, by definition, a pre-K through 5 library will have books that aren't developmentally appropriate for all students. Well, I know that's just one LPS, but that sentence, that justification says nothing. That says to me that... Under that justification, we could put pornography in your library because it's developmentally not appropriate for all, but it might be appropriate for some. You know, another one is um, it lacks sufficient context. Um, They say that, but then the key word, and they actually uh, italicize the word, they say for some readers. So the justifications, LPS, are very wide open, meaning the question I would have, and I think every parent has, is, well, then what is a book in LPS that's not appropriate? Because it seems like your justifications open Pandora's book for any book you want in there to be appropriate. 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, back. Uh, day 149 of the Mask Siege, but more importantly, uh, we're diving into uh, books at LPS with concerned grandparent Julie Sheldon, who's been very active in researching and using the processes that we have. And we're going to continue the conversation. We are going to take a call right now. Um, from Sue, who's interested in the topic as well. Hello, um, Commander. Hi, Sue. Am I on? You are Hi, on Sue. the air. Okay. Um, Julie, I am very interested in helping you, and I think we need to formally uh, organize a pink and red hat society with submission of... R- revealing LPS's 
policies and what they actually do and what they say they do. And you can get my information from someone we both know. Thank you. Thanks, Sue. Appreciate it. Well, that's that's good to hear, actually. People supporting and wanting to put more pressure on about this. Um, and so, yeah, I like that. I mean, that's what we're trying to do is get people interested and think about, you know, how we make positive changes. Um, yeah, this is a hard subject. I mean, I, I think about little kids. Um, has it been hard for you, you know, quickly and before we go to break, you know, kind of digging into it? I mean, a little bit of it has. Um, I do worry that uh, this book may be read out loud to a class. Um, the teachers can read books from the library. A little kid could pick to could check this out without their parent knowing and just read this. I mean, it's it's a scary thought. We're going to continue LPS and books fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN. Drive time Lincoln with the commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, trying to stay on focus here today. Uh, Drive time Lincoln Thursday, January twentieth, second segment. We're on with uh, Julie Sheldon, concerned grandparent, been looking into some stuff and using the processes of LPS about some of the books that are on the shelves. Uh, the book in question uh, today that she's run through the process is Not My Idea, a book about witnesses. Or excuse me, white. Did I just say that? That's what happens, folks, when you read from the prompter, not the prompter. See, that's like me being Joe Biden right there. <laughs> Whiteness. A book about whiteness. That's actually actually very funny. Um, I was looking at my computer screen and just rolling along there, <laughs> and I pulled the Joe Biden. So I guess if you want to have an FJR uh, mask, uh, you can have one. But I'll stick with my FJB. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's I'm sorry. That's funny to me. Um, yeah, the snippets of this book uh, are very questionable. And, you know, at this point, I'd like to, you know, understand the process that you've gone through, meaning we know that you submitted your letter that was denied. There's a lot of vague language in that. I went through some of it. Um, You have continued to go to school board and talk about it and try to continue the process. Um, Exactly. Well, it wasn't so much, you know, that just that I got denied. It's their reasoning. The letter that I got is, I mean, beyond disappointing when you say that the book's portrayal of police officers is not compelling enough to remove the book, I mean, in today's climate where we've seen a gigantic increase in um, violence against our police officers, this is not the time to, and definitely Lincoln is not the place to support any kind of book that has, you know, this is a book with that basically puts, you know, the police in a bad light with zero context mm-hmm. starts with the police shooting. We have no idea what brought on this this interaction with the police. Mm-hmm. Um, elementary students should be seeing police as as a positive person in their life. When we, if a child's lost or in trouble or in danger or being abused, we tell them to go to the police. Yes, this kind of a book with an anti-police sentiment does not belong in an elementary school. Um, their little brains can't handle. The context that goes with it, and yes, you know, race can be an issue. Um, but this, at this level, this is not something where these kids are going to understand all the intricacies of 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 what goes into police shootings and violence and mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. They're seeing the news coverage of um, 
all cops are bad and right. and defund the police. And, you know, I've seen that our Lincoln police interact with our community, and I feel like they're a very positive um, Yeah, they absolutely are. I mean, force. I think what happens is, is some of the national rhetoric... Um, gets pushed and i think it's important to localize and look at the you know what is going on here in this region and uh we certainly don't have some of the issues that have kind of inflamed some of this sentiment and i would agree with you that uh you know uh police are to be looked at in a positive light and especially for children to understand you know that's who you go to for help they can be trusted and and so it's again i've said before it's a little bit shocking um but i do think that this is kind of the norm i hate to say it around the country with some of these books it's just whether or not concerned parents or grandparents or folks kind of look at it and say okay well let's let's start questioning this so you you end up you know getting that and you still want to explore it and get more information and you go to school board and you know how did that go um i would say like you know they just listened to you so i i went up there and i explained you know how i felt about the decision obviously i i I basically told them i said there's zero reason to ever ever support you know, violence against the police or, or look at the police in, in, in a bad light. And they, you know, had told me, oh, well, there's other books in the library with positive messages sure. about police. And so basically I finished up and at the end of my talk, um, five minutes, it was going to be a long break for the holiday. And I said, I would like you guys to read this again because I read this book to them mm-hmm. back in October, I believe, and gave them a packet with the pages and, you know, my feelings on all of this and how my interpretation of all, all of this. Sure. And I just asked them to read it again and think about it. Um, I mean, uh, what's you have three weeks or whatever it was between meetings and they would be with family and children and, you know, just wanted them to think yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing is I often question whether or not if, say, especially here in Lincoln, Nebraska, you know, if we had the school board stand up and take some of these books at the public hearing and just stand and read them out loud, right, would they? Uh, Would they be confident enough to back up their decisions to read these books, you know, to the entire city? I don't know. I don't know that answer. I mean, the policies say that everything's okay, right? We have other books that balance that that out. Well, that's not exactly the way I think is a good process. You know, it's book by book, right? And what's in there, and then are these books not only age-appropriate, but are they educationally appropriate uh, for what we, the taxpayers, right, are providing you, you know, the resources? Are you good stewards of the educational system? Which, hey, listen, I think LPS in mass does a fine job but this is a topic and we can always get better um moving forward what will you do um the next step that they gave me was to to do to appeal it to the actual school board um matt larson was the associate uh, superintendent who made the decision to keep to keep the book in the libraries so the next step would be to appeal it to the school board and i don't know where i feel about that um am i just wasting time they've obviously already aware of it they could certainly make a decision on their own right now to remove the book um my plan right now i'm thinking about is just looking for a way to segregate these books i'm you know i hear all the time oh you just want to ban books and (laughs) 
I love books, yeah. and I don't have a problem with. I mean, there are people that may want to read these books, but they don't belong in the in the school libraries. Parents don't have any choice. Like your kid goes to a library, can check out whatever they want, bring home whatever they want. Mm-hmm. These books need to be segregated, and a parent needs to have give them permission to get this book. Sure, because they the LPS is really big on opt out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes. just tell them you you don't want your kids to read books about gender identity. Tell them you don't want them to to have this sex education topic covered. But to be honest, I mean, there's a small percentage of I believe of students and families that would want this. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier, in my opinion, to make them ask for it. And I mean, once a child has read something or seen something, you can't unlearn that you can't can't, but you can always give access at a later time because i've heard stories from parents of kids being read uh the book about uh oh my name is jazz which Mm -hmm. is a gender um right a gender identity book and then asking questions about a baby that was born you know how do you know it's a girl yeah it hasn't decided and there are literally books in our public school libraries that tell children you can be a boy or you can be a girl mm-hmm. or maybe the next day you don't have to be either. <laughs> I mean, these are topics that parents should have control over. And, you know, who decides when something's age appropriate? Like, right. And in, in, uh, LPS is just in the library. Yeah. Your kid can take it home. You wouldn't know about it until they brought it home. Right. A teacher could read it to them. The public library is a little bit of a different story because you take your child there. You have a little bit more control. Right. I'm not asking anyone to burn books, but these books need to be controlled. Yeah, I mean, you're clearly not asking anybody to burn books. You're concerned about a book and the ideas... Um, you know, presented, um, you're using the process and there's nothing wrong with that. And you should be, uh, confident to use the process and you might not get the outcome you want, but I think part of, uh, you know, coming on the show is being able to, uh, show more people than are probably aware that these things do exist. Um, you know, I look at it and say, you know, it's some friction in our society. It's some friction uh, with LPS. Uh, and it's not just you. I mean, a lot of parents. I mean, it's concerning to me. Um, it's similar to masks or no masks. And, you know, I'm very big on, you know, show me data and how it's affecting young people um, in other ways, right? What I call the second and third order effects of being masked up for multiple years in school, um, not getting that information. Right. Just kind of gloss over that. And I do think you're right. I think that there is a um, apparent responsibility um, to educate our children on topics and as they grow and as we feel they're appropriate. And when it's kind of the wild, wild west of what they can just go pull off a shelf and it's taxpayers money. Right. We have a level of accountability and oversight that we can uh, not enforce, but use, and you're using it. Another one is uh, the media and radio and talking about it. And um, and they're going to be aware. Um, I just, again, I'll go back to my original thought when we were talking. Then what is, in a, show me an inappropriate book on this subject. Right? If, if not uh, my idea, a book about whiteness, clarify that, um, isn't, Appro- or is appropriate, but show me one that's not appropriate. And I'd, I'd be curious to that answer. I certainly will reach out to LPS, um, give them a chance to respond or discuss. There's a lot of things I have with LPS uh, that I'd like more clarification. I think a lot of parents and citizens of Lincoln and Lancaster County would as well. Um, I appreciate it. It's, it takes a lot, Julie, to come in and talk about. I know you're passionate about it, and, you, you know, 
as a concerned grandparent, um, I think there's a lot of Julie's out there. I think that uh, it's difficult um, to go present in front of the board. I think it's difficult to talk about these subjects. And, you know, you're very brave for coming on the show and expressing yourself, you know, about it. Um, thanks for giving me the opportunity. And I just want parents to know that they need to take control of their children's education. They need to be involved. There's a school board meeting next Tuesday. Hope to see some of you there at 6 o'clock. We're going to be talking about the superintendent search and where they are with the candidates. And uh, if anything's going to affect our children's future in the direction of LPS in the next 10 years, it's going to be this superintendent um, sure. choice. and. I feel like that a lot of parents, you know, if you don't say something now and you don't get active, then you're saying that you are okay with the direction that LPS is going. Mm -hmm. And that's far left and very woke. So just be prepared. I mean, if you don't agree, now's the time to say something. Yeah, so that's an important school board meeting, folks. Um, you know, not only do you have these ideas, and probably, I'm sure for a vast majority of us, uh, masking still a huge uh you know, topic at school, um, books that are on the shelves, and then uh, potential su superintendent. So you're going to see the candidates. And I think one of the things we have to do in this community is be more active, um, almost activism, I would say, um, obviously peaceful and obviously within the rules, uh, because a lot of things are just getting jammed down our throats. And more than likely, the reality is, you won't have a lot of impact right now on the superintendent, but you'll see what's coming. And you can s start by being there, understanding it, talking the pros, the cons, um, but where you make the difference is when you vote. And like I've said before, voting has consequences. And so if we're going to live in a community that's very lopsided in its political beliefs from the mayor to, you know, health director to city council to county board yada 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 well then you're going to get some ideas that maybe a lot of people that live in this county don't agree with and so the question is what are you going to do well you peacefully and you use the system to hold them accountable and you realize hey we've got to get this community on a track um, that represents everybody and in the end of the day Right now, uh, wokeness, um, anti-white, if you will, anti-America sentiment is out there. It, it doesn't mean, you know, the world's completely gone mad. Uh, but we pay good money in this county for LPS. A vast majority of our tax money goes towards those educational systems. And it's incumbent upon us... Uh, to represent and to ask questions, to do it in the right way, uh, but to make sure that our youth are being educated in a way that makes sense, that upholds uh, American values, that upholds Nebraska values, uh, certainly is uh, multicultural, certainly is accepting of people, but you don't have to bend or stretch the rubber band so far that you're inundating young people with thoughts that aren't real thoughts that you know literally uh are racist if you will and you know one of the things i always go back to when i see things like this and i always you've heard me say kind of brain experiments um is i think okay 
if I take the words in this book, right, and I replace them with another color skin, okay, am I accepting of that? And the answer is an easy no. I mean, that's always what I call the common sense fact check on yourself and your own morals and issues as an American free citizen is look at, say, writing, okay? In this case, you know, this Not My Idea book. And let's just change out quote-unquote colors because that's what the book's about. And let's see if that's accepting to us as a society. And everybody will go, Oh, absolutely not. No way. That's not, you know, freedom. We're all together. We've got to come together. We've got to find commonality. No, we'd say, no, that's alienating a certain, you know, group of people. Or that's alienating police officers. Or that's casting police officers in a bad light. Um, And so, you know, not the sharpest tool in the shed, but try to bring a lot of common sense to things. And that's one good way to look at it. Um, but, yeah, I do appreciate Julie coming in. And and there's you know just been a lot going on in the world. You know, there's a part of me sometimes that thinks, geez, I mean, are we going to talk about the future? Are we going to talk about immigration? Are we going to talk about drugs on the rise? Are we going to talk about foreign policy in this country? Or are all of us, me included, are we just going to be stuck on Vaccine mandates and masks, right? And then if that dies down, is it going to be race wars? Um, you know, folks, we've got to get beyond, right, This where we're at today with all of this stuff. And we've got to get on living and we've got to get on getting back to, right, the society that works, and being able to participate in our democracy, being able to participate in our schools, uh, because, wow, can you imagine? We're going on two years where kids um, have had an unprecedented two years of school, uh, two years of masked up, um, suicides are up, drug overdoses are up. Um, you know, there's going to be second and third order effects from all of this. And then we add in, you know, certain entities are trying to push essentially hyper-partisan issues and agendas uh, down the American uh, Americans' throats, even here in Lincoln, Nebraska, and you get yourself kind of what we would call a, a strange nut roll. <laughs> you know? And this is what we can do. And I, I appreciate when people come on and express, and and we'll just keep at it. I mean, we're trying to bring the issues forward. Um, again, this week we had uh, Deb Shore on yesterday. I thought she did a good job explaining some of the hot topics around uh, election integrity and some of the decisions that have been made, um, as well as moving forward. Matt Schulte, who is uh, running against Deb Shore, was on Tuesday. We will have uh, the Secretary of State on next week on Tuesday Bob Evnen um, looking forward to that and we'll just keep rolling here on Drive Time Lincoln 1499 KLIN you're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499 KLIN okay Woo, we're back boy I almost or I may have a giant sneeze here at the end of the show I was show. getting ready to cover for you yeah thanks Thanks, 722. 
Oh, wow. You know, it's interesting. Uh, we kind of do the show again. We just finished up with uh, Julie Sheldon, um, concerned grandparent, you know, walking through the Not My Idea book and exploring some of the books and whether they're appropriate uh, in LPS. Th- this one in particular had to do with, um, you know, essentially whiteness. And y- you can imagine there um, all the different perspectives provided. And, you know, there's a part of me that is when I see what I, this is Jack Riggins' opinion, are um, topics that are um, socially uh, difficult as a country to discuss sometimes um, and debate um, to find solutions for. You know, I think back even to you know my upbringing and then i think of course to my college experience i think of my military experience and and and, and some of this stuff would be difficult for graduate college level folks to debate um let alone kind not to say that kindergartners and fifth graders should be debating it but the ideas in the way they're presented in the symbolism and the lack of context um I can't think that we're doing our level best to educate our youth on some of these topics. If anything, um, we may be creating more of a divide and a divide that will continue and maybe get worse, of course, as these young people uh, come to age. But it's always interesting. Everybody has kind of their thoughts. There's people that are frustrated. you know, with systematic racism, in their opinion, and things like that. But, hey, we're going to keep bringing you stories, the news, and Lincoln and Lancaster County real issues from real people. Appreciate you listening. 1499.3 Drive Time Lincoln.